the Summer State Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Mask, this College Hockey West Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Kisseray's Barbecue. For lunch or before the game, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style at JessieRay'sBarbecue.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top, order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer skates, whether our original red or black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. By the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Welcome in, hockey fans, to another Sunday night edition of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Colorado Springs, Colorado. What a weekend, what a way to start off the uh, NCAA hockey season, kind of for real. There were some exhibitions, there were some regular games, but uh, what there was was 100% full hockey action. And uh, I just came from the Cadet Ice Arena at the, uh, the Academy, the Air Force Academy, and man, what a barn burner I saw. My co-host is somewhere out there in the atmosphere. I have not found him yet on the app. But when uh, when Paul Hornstein jumps on, uh, we will get his thoughts on what he thought about the weekend. So uh, until he comes aboard, I will tell you that uh, the season got off to a flying start. As you would imagine, there were exhibitions. There were some games, as I said, that were played for real. Uh, I saw one of each here in Colorado Springs. The first one I saw was... Uh, the exhibition between Colorado College and um, Simon Fraser, And the second one I saw, which just concluded, was a, a thrilling 4-3 overtime win for the Lindenwood Lions over the, uh, the Air Force uh, Falcons. So incredibly enjoyable and, uh, boy, fun to be back. Um, let's see if my co- Yeah, he's here. Joining me from that beautiful, big palatial estate on Long Island, New York, where it's, I don't know, 11, 13 in the evening. No wonder he was late coming on. Paul Hornstein, how are you? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I was wait, I was waiting for a text message. Oh, what's, what's this? You and uh, Stephen Marshall go on uh, go on little hibernations during the offseason or what? No, I was waiting for a text message. Telling me that we were starting. I told you we were starting at 10 after the hour. That don't mean nothing. (laughs) Apparently not. Apparently not. No, apparently not. I need the text message. So before you got the servants away from you and and were able to uh, settle in and get ready to do the show, I told the audience that uh, 
the hockey season is well underway. There were some exhibitions. There were some regular games. And I was privileged enough to see one of each in Colorado Springs. And by the way, Paul, uh, I got back here, and this place is beautiful, sunny, and 75. Right. Oh, no, it's great. Um, you know, did did uh, Frank give you a tour of the balcony so you could hang out and watch the uh, Pikes Peak? No, no. No? No, I did not. Okay. Um, so anyway. Um, I'll just ask you this because, you know, I don't know where the chauffeur takes you. <laughs> I will say – Thank you to both uh, Colorado College, uh, Jerry Cross, and to Dave Toller at uh, Air Force. Um, they get it, right? They make my life so much easier. Uh, both of them gave me season credentials so that I need to just call them or text them or email them and let them know that when I'm going to be in the building, and uh, they will have me in. They gave me uh, carte blanche nice. to, uh, to move around and do what I needed to do and get the pictures. I was able to get some phenomenal pictures. If I oh, yeah. Self in the back too much, but both nights some really good stuff. Um, okay, so let's start off with this Air Force Lindenwood uh, series. I told you that um, I thought Lindenwood was going to be much improved, and they were much improved. Last night's <sighs> game was not indicative of the way the game was played. I didn't see it, but Coach uh, Zombo talked to me a little bit before the game, as you know, and he had some thoughts on it. So. Let's get your thoughts first, and then we'll go to Coach uh, for a couple minutes of what he said um, before the start of tonight's game. Well, listen, um, I think this was a measuring stick. I know it's early, and it sounds cliche-ish and all that other nonsense. Um, but a good measuring stick of, of, of where the teams are at this point. I know it's the first weekend of the season, uh, Lindenwood stayed out of the penalty box. Uh, Air Force stayed out of the penalty box on on, on Saturday night. Um, you know, those are the things you're looking for uh, as you as you try to improve from the year before. And you know, we've said it already. You know, Lindenwood being a you know basically this the second year an expansion team. You know, you you expect coaches will always say the biggest improvement. Uh, as, uh, at least specifically to football at the first, the most improvement in the season goes from game one to game two. Um, you know, you as, as, as a program, you get a lot of improvement from year one into year two because you're not starting from scratch again. Yeah, exactly. You so know, before not, we get into tonight's thriller, let me play this short clip, two okay. minutes, 21 seconds from Coach Zombo. This was leading into tonight's game. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, collegiate hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. It is uh, the start of the new season. Game one is uh, behind him, but game two is right in front of him. Rick Kazambo is with me from Lindenwood University. Coach, uh, last night, hard-fought battle. Uh, you guys come up on the short end. What did you take away from it? A lot of lessons to learn. Uh, hopefully we can apply that. You know, it's always good to learn lessons when you win, but... Uh, the best that we can take out of it is to learn something, and we've got to play harder. You've got to, you have to learn how to win. you got to pay a price to win in college hockey. I don't think there's such a thing as an underdog anymore. You look at all the scores from this weekend. Uh, anybody can win nowadays. you just got to make certain you put in the effort, and, and you're very intelligent. What did you see out of Air Force? I know you guys play your own game and bring your own style, but they had a red-hot goaltender, it sounded like, last night. 
Yeah, we didn't challenge him that much. The goal that we got was a snafu on the goaltender's part. But, you know, we'll take those. Uh, it's a solid team. They play hard. They forecheck hard. They're disciplined. Um, they just keep it really simple. And, and now they've got skill. They've got skill in the offensive zone where I think it, it's an improvement. And it's funny, when I looked at their roster, we played against that, that roster three years ago when we were still ACHA. So it's a mature team, a really heavy, heavy team. Really solid on the puck. Bottom hand is firm. Uh, so we, we didn't strip many pucks from them, and they don't turn it over. So it's a tough team to play against. Your team, what did you think of your roster, the lineup that you had out there last night? Did you make any changes? I didn't make any changes, no. It's a, it's a learning process. Every week it's a learning process for us. Uh, my main focus was on my juniors. My juniors, it's a, it's a big year for a college hockey team. These are players that I had for three years, so they should know my expectations. I have expectations in them, and they had to lead by example. And I thought, the baseline was moving up and down on players throughout the game. We definitely had an altitude fatigue uh, situation across the board with our team, but still, uh, the decisions that were being made um, should be made uh, or should have error in those decisions as far as juniors go. Uh, we should have a better performance out of our juniors. They have to lead by example, and this is the way they're going to plays. My freshman, I thought, was fantastic. I had much lower uh, expectations for them, but I thought they performed extremely well against uh, a mature team. Coach, appreciate your time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. All right, so that was Coach Rick Zombo from Lindenwood before the start of tonight's game. Uh, Paul, I had a feeling when I was watching tonight's game that this was going to be a, a barn burner. Um, the way it played out, though, who could have who could have guessed it? Uh, a goal scored with one second left um, <laughs> in, by Air Force to uh, send the game to overtime. And then you think that that uh, the three on three is going to really hurt Lindenwood because because uh, of the altitude and uh, the second game of two in a row and uh, all of that. And instead, it works in their favor. And their goal scorer, as coach told me afterwards, David Gagnon uh, gets the goal in overtime, and uh, Lindenwood wins it four to three. Well, it's funny because uh, I mean you were there, so you you would have a better feel for it. Uh, uh, Lindenwood took some penalties tonight. Um, there were some coincidental penalties. Uh, there were some penalties that were called on one team and, and wiped out by, uh, another penalty right after it. So it was more four on four. Uh, plus you have the, the, the penalties to Allard, which kind of throw the numbers off a little bit, but, uh, you know, Lindenwood does a good job tonight on the penalty kill. I'm sure that Coach Zombo is going to be very happy about that. Um, considering, well, let, let me stop you right there. Was he happy with his penalty kill? Absolutely. Was yeah. he happy that he had to have? Well, no. I mean, penalty kill? no, no, obviously not. I mean, you know, like I, I said, know, the, I know what you're coming from. I was just giving you a bad time. No, I, I get it. You know, I mean, obviously the game got a little physical towards the end of the second period or halfway through the game um, uh, with a couple of unsportsman likes and a hitting from behind and some hitting after the whistle. I mean, just uh, some calls you don't really see that often. Um, but I, again, I think that uh, this got a little heated. Um, and not necessarily in a bad way. Well, l- let me lead you into that a little bit because Coach did tell me before the game, Coach Zombo anyway, 
that uh, he thought this was a really big, heavy, well, he said it, a big, heavy physical team that was hard on the puck, which means they could not get the puck away from them. They went to the front of the net. They finished checks. And anytime that's happening, there's bound to be a little chippiness because nobody likes to get hit. I don't care who you are. You like to do the hitting but not get hit. And uh, when Air Force plays that style, they, they're they really tough. And, boy, do they have something ahead of them because they split at home. Okay, um, you got to win out of your first two. But now you got Michigan State coming to town, and it's a rare Thursday-Friday matchup. Holy cow. Um, that That's going to be something else. And I think you're on mute. Uh, I, I I try not I try to I try to mute myself when you're when you're talking because I don't want like my taking <laughs> the ice clinking in my cup. Wait a minute, or, you've got ice and a cup? Uh, well, it's one of the it's it's one of the things that you actually have sent me over time. Oh, okay, it's it's not in that package of things that you haven't sent me, which gets bigger and bigger every day. If I sent you that package, you'd never be on the podcast. Well, if you sent me that package, I probably wouldn't be able to lift it because there's so anyway. much stuff in it. Anyway. So, um, but you're playing at home, so that kind of, you know, gives you a little bit of an, a break and a little bit of an advantage. Uh, if you're Air Force, you know, uh, as you and I discussed in, like, show prep, uh, that the Air Force wants to give those guys a day off, but where and when not 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 only do they want to but they're required to well yeah but it's a matter of where and when yeah there's not too many where's or when's left because tomorrow is monday and you play thursday yeah but again there's no travel you're not traveling yeah but still no i get it still you got to recover you got to do all that so anyway air force wins it four three it's 1-1 after the first period. It's 3-2 Lindenwood. I'm sorry, Lindenwood wins it 4-3. It's 3-2 Lindenwood after the second period. And to me, Air Force owned the third period. Uh, they were all over Lindenwood, and it looked like third period, 7,000 feet altitude fatigue. And uh, with one second left, and you'll hear Trent Burnham here in just a minute, he thought he thought they had it won, and, um, and they didn't. And... Uh, Credit to Lindenwood for coming back and regrouping for the three-on-three overtime. I know that's your favorite thing, three-on-three overtime. Oh, anyway. yeah, baby. <laughs> no, well, listen, it's not my favorite, but it's better than a shootout. And play an extra two minutes if nobody scores, and if not, then it's a tie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so let's hear from the goal scorer, the game-winning goal scorer, David Gagnon. All right, welcome in, college hockey fans. What a way to end the weekend, the first weekend of NCAA hockey. I've got the game-winning goal scorer from Leonard University, David Gagnon, with me. David, uh, tell me about it. What uh, what happened in three-on-three? Three? Did you get them trapped out there for a little longer than they wanted to be? Yeah, actually, I think there are two defensemen that were pretty cast. And uh, me and my linemate, Kyle Jeffers, were fresh and... He got the puck in the slot there, kind of high slot in the middle, and I just opened up for a one-timer, got it over to me, and just took it to the net. This was a physical weekend for you guys. I know you took a serious hit right in front of me on the glass. Yeah. Um, tell me about it, playing against these guys. They're big and heavy, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, first weekend, especially in Colorado, high altitude, 
um, you know, everyone's just trying to get their legs underneath them, and it doesn't help when they're they're heavy and hard. So, um, first period in that first game was tough for us, but you know, as as the weekend went on, we got our momentum and we kept going. So it's one one after the first period. Then you have to kill off a five minute major to not only a player but a very good player for you. How'd you guys weather that? Uh, I mean, we just saw it for what it was, you know. Um, took it and uh, just tried to do what we could to keep it out, block shots, and, uh, you know, help our goalie out. Tell me about this program now in the second year and how you guys are doing, how you're doing it, I should say, because you've gotten better every single game. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, learning progress, you know. Every every weekend, every week, you know, it's, it's just a, just team bonding, getting, getting uh, working with the coaching staff and doing everything we can, learning from uh, other teams and players that we've had uh, transfer in from other programs, listening to what they have to say and, um, all that it's just been uh, it's been a fun learning curve for all of us what do you take away from this weekend here at Air Force you playing at the Air Force Academy you mentioned the altitude but now you get to uh, to carry a win and a split on the road which is what everybody tries to do I think right yeah I think uh, a lot of our freshmen got to get a taste of what college hockey is like and um, the fact that we got a win there is huge I know a lot of them were playing down the stretch so that's important for, for them and us as a team to that everybody has a contribution. We got the win, so it feels good. 4-3 overtime winner, um, but your goaltender was pretty darn good too, wasn't he? Was the other. Was the other. Tell me a little bit about Trent. Oh, Bernie's the man. He's uh, he's a pro. He does does everything he can to keep his body right and uh, comes to come, comes to the rink every day. Smile on his face. Does everything for the team. He's a great guy. David, appreciate it. Good luck uh, the rest of the way. Okay. Of course. Thank you. All right, Paul. You hear from the game-winning goal scorer. The kid's got a knack for doing that. He's done it for uh, for Coach Zombo quite a few times in the past. Well, listen, um, you know, this is uh, – I, I assume that Air Force will play Lindenwood on a regular basis. It seems that way. Um, I don't know. Um, but it has the makings of a nice little rivalry. I mean, not – in a army air force kind of way, but, um, you know, air force. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because the two teams look like army air force tonight in the color uh, scheme. I'm sure. And the fact that they were battling like two military teams, you know, uh, Lindenwood with their first win in program history last year against air force and getting their first win of the season this year. And, you know, uh, Lindenwood's got their own, tight schedule this week as they play Thursday and Friday night at Ohio State. They're not yeah. they're not even at home. They're at Ohio State. So and can I tell you about their travel plans? They don't they can't leave, be good. They don't leave Colorado Springs till tomorrow at seven AM. Oh. They're gonna fly from Colorado Springs. They have a fifty minute or so layover in Denver. Oh and then go on from there to uh to, to back to uh, St. Louis. Now, I would have oh. thought if that were the case, I would have busted. I would have busted up to Denver tonight, and I would have boarded a plane from Denver and skipped that layover. But I don't know. For whatever reason, wow. that's what they chose to do. So they uh, they were kind of in a hurry to get out of the building tonight and uh, get some rest because they know what's coming. But anyway. And they're going to go to St. Louis? They're going to stop? They're not going to go straight to Columbus? No, I think they're going to St. Louis, but I could be wrong. I, I don't oh, know. Man, I, think I hope that's you're wrong. Um, Co- I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't check into that, but I believe they are. So, 
you know, and, and I think their schedule just got a little tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's hear from the uh, winning goaltender, Trent Burnham, the another two juniors tonight, David Gagnon and, uh, and Trent Burnham. So here's Trent. All right. Welcome back in college hockey fans, college hockey live the first weekend of the uh, NCAA regular season. It's a split on the road for Lindenwood. I got the goaltender Trent Burnham with me. Trent, uh, last night, uh, a battle. Tonight, another battle. Tell me about what it's like to win a game in overtime here on the road in Air Force. Yeah, it's always nice to get a win on the on the road, um, especially our first win of the season. Uh, really nice to make some adjustments from last night um, and make some positive leeway today. We know that uh, the uh, the altitude can be real for the skaters. Is it real for the goaltender too? Oh yeah, you know, I was breathing pretty heavy quite a bit out there. But uh, today was a little better. We got a little acclimated after yesterday. Um, so not so bad today. Yep. Up and down a little bit this game. You guys were tied at 1-1, one, one, then you had to kill off a five-minute major. Uh, you get through it. Not only do you get through it, but you get the lead. So you come into the third period 3-2. They score one with one second left. What's going through your head? Yeah, I thought we had it I thought we had it battled all the way to the end. Um, but they, they just took us, you know, they kept us uh, hemmed into our zone. And um, we just couldn't pick it up. And they... Puck popped out right to his tape, and he put it in wide open net. So, yep, that was that was pretty much a heartbreaker. Okay, so you go back to the bench, regroup for three on three. You know it's going to be a battle again. Uh, the three on three looks like you got them on the ice, maybe got trapped for a little bit towards the end of it. Um, is that what led to the goal in your mind? Yeah, yep, absolutely. I think we have some guys, uh, some individuals that were going to outskate them uh, speed wise and uh, and skill wise. They were going to outskill them, and they just got them. Tucked in their zone for a little bit, and I think we got a good couple good chances, and one of them ended up in the back of the net. You've been around this team now for a couple of years playing NCAA hockey. How much better is it getting? Because I can tell you what I see from the seats, it's getting a lot better. Yeah, you know, it's always improving. Um, the coaching staff and, and the players uh, alike are always learning, always learning from each other, um, coming up with new, you know, new ways to do things. Um, I think we're always improving, and, and it's very visible. You can see. A lot of a lot of guys are getting a lot better. Is it fair to say you guys are not the new guys anymore? You guys are uh, a veteran NCAA team. I don't know about veteran <laughs> yet, but we're definitely not the new guys anymore. I think we're gonna we're gonna make a pretty big impact this year. Uh, I'm super excited about it. All right, final one for you. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the progression of, of hockey at Lindenwood because you guys started off. You took on the toughest competition all last season. How do you keep your heads up? Um, I think we really enjoy the competition. I think these are all guys that don't want easy games. They want something to really work for, a challenge. And uh, I think they take the challenge you know, to heart and work really hard for it. I think that's kind of what the whole goal is here at this school is play the hardest teams to play hard to get better. So, yeah. Trent, appreciate your time. Congratulations on the victory and carry it on the rest of the year, okay? Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay, goaltender Trent Burnham, uh, another big night in net. Um, the kids got ice water in his veins. I know we say that a lot about goalies, Paul, but goodness gracious. I mean, this kid just stood on his head again, head again tonight. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, you know, when, 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 when you have a situation where, you know, you have to hold fourth down in the third period, right? It, it, and, and we don't want to, necessarily knock anybody and like i mean guy blessing uh you know faced his fair shots over the total for the game at 30 but you know when you see a team out shooting the other two to one in the third period when you're 
you you know that's that also kind of makes it feel because of the the pressure of the shots, especially in a one goal game, um, just kind of adds to the the pressure, especially on the goalies. Right? I mean, you, not everybody sees the mistakes the defenseman makes. Right? They could be subtle, like a slight turn in the wrong direction, or or you know something that really only a coach would see. But everybody can, can sees. I tell you- I'm glad you brought that up. Can I tell you what some fans at Air Force saw? Okay. Whiffs. They kept screaming, another whiff, when they misplayed the puck. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard a whiff call multiple times at a college hockey game. But, yeah. Well, leave it up to mistakes. These, these are cadets. They're, they're smarter than most of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, anyway. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. When a goaltender in college hockey makes a mistake, it's uh, it's all but over, um, and everybody knows it. Uh, hence, they also know your first name. Like the cadets were screaming, um, "You're a sieve, Trent. Um, you're no good, Trent." <laughs> they let him know, and uh, lo and behold, he comes away with the victory. Um, so here's Coach Zombo. Here's his thoughts. Just a short uh, couple of minutes after the game. All right, hockey fans. It's uh, a completion of the NCAA first weekend of the year. Coach Rick Zombo is with me. Coach, it's an overtime victory, which is a stepping stone in my book, but uh, I'm sure this game didn't play out the way you wanted it. We're not going to get the win back. You know, if you look at last year, it took us until uh, December 31st to get a split, and that was in Vermont. So we've never been in this situation before. Um, we should not have been in this situation before. They did, did tied. They had a great play. Uh, we knew what was up. I just couldn't get Best of luck the rest of the year. 
All right, Paul. Anything surprise you from Rick Zombo after tonight's win? Um, that you were only able to get five minutes. <laughs> five? I got two minutes and 33 seconds, actually. Oh, well. <laughs> Can I, I mean, tell you why? Yeah, because they were waiting leave. outside the locker room for him, and, and yeah, he came I on know. and goes, Oh, I thought you were one of my players. I said, Yeah, well, coach, I'm sure this, that's the I'm, greatest compliment ever. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that he was so stunned. <laughs> By the way, when coach when the game is over, with coach puts his headphones in and um, uh, he 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 gives his uh, downtime very quickly. So uh, we appreciate his uh, graciousness again and coming on twice, once before the game, once after. He told me he goes, "Yeah, I don't mind talking before the game. I hate watching warmups." <laughs> <laughs> As only Rick Zombo could tell you. Only we love it, <laughs> love it. I still want my dream podcast. Uh, I know you do. I know you do. Anyway, um, so that kind of puts a bow on the first uh, the, the first part of the show. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because there's more games that were played, and then we're going to end it with something I think people are going to enjoy, and that's uh, about five minutes I have to spend with the head coach from Simon Fraser, Mark Coletta. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch on your phone computer or stream to your tv your favorite team is on nchc.tv when you can't be there be here subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv at Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move! Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 
or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nchc.tv studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. Scott Scrandy with you tonight, six floors above the ground at the La Quinta Inn in Colorado Springs with a beautiful view of the Rockies and um, not quite the, the Frank Saratori view of Pikes Peak, but it's there. Nothing My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island. Paul, how was the weather on Long Island today? Uh, better than yesterday, but that was saying a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so we talked about Air Force. Right. You've had uh, a lot of uh, games on your screens so tell us where you want to go next as we take about the next 20 minutes or so to uh, examine what else happened. We'll start with real games first, and then we'll okay. uh, get to the exhibitions. Well, there were a bunch of games that caught my eye. Um, the, I'll st- I, I, you want me to go east to west or west to east? Which, which way do you want me to go? Whatever. Let's do, uh, let's do whatever you want to do. You pick it up. All right. Well, I watched your Bulldogs. Play Michigan Tech, um, and I, I really, after the first two periods, don't know how Michigan Tech was still in the game. I mean, I do know, but uh, Blake Pietalo is a stud. He's an absolute monster, and I, I know we joke around about Caden and Barico a lot. Okay. Um. But if you you're asking the sponge, no, Barico? no, that's not who I said. I said Caden oh. Embarico. Okay. Um, it'd be really hard to choose one if I had to win one game. And this is not a knock on anybody else. It's just, you know, Tech was in, was, was, was getting. I mean, the puck never left their end. I mean, your Bulldogs had 50 shots last night. Yeah. 50. I know. They, they, they probably deserved a better fate with that many shots, but it was Not a free-free well. time. That was, that was the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game, so um, great way to start the season. Got to love that. What else did you see? Um, uh, Penn State scored very timely goals in their win over LIU. Yeah. And, did they ever? I mean, just they 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 score a goal with three seconds left in the first period. They score a goal to make it two two with twenty eight seconds to go in the second period. Um. Then, as LIU was literally, literally finishing up, killing a, a five minute major, they score maybe. Uh, one or two seconds in, or I mean, at, at towards the either at the last at the second the or sure. the end of the five, like, and you're like, oh, wow, they're going to get through this, and then, uh, yeah, they score with two seconds left on that five minute major, and it didn't okay. look like they were to score at all, and that was just a backbreaker. Liu couldn't really recover from that, and you know. Uh, Penn State's too good to give that many penalty minutes to. 
power play time too. Um, but LIU is still, uh, despite their losses this weekend to, to Penn State and Holy Cross on the road, uh, definitely a much improved team. Uh, yeah, I saw some pictures also, and and you you and I know, or we were both there uh, yeah. to do a show a week ago or so, a little more than a week ago, and uh, that locker room is fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I love those shots from inside there. Um, so kudos to Long Island. They uh, they will get some wins sooner rather than later. All right, where yeah. do you want to go next? Um, uh, a very good job uh, by our buddies up there in Anchorage. Getting a 3-2 win. What was that? The Seawolves. Yeah, yeah. You know, know, Um, my man, Maximilian, got the overtime winner last night. You know, uh, good job by them pulling out a 3-2 overtime win. Uh, And good job, by the way. You know, we we compliment Denver for going up to Fairbanks and getting two wins this weekend, or at least we will in a second. But, you know, we give them the credit for going up there. Uh, good job by Lowell going up to play Anchorage. Yeah, Norm Basin and the guys, it's uh that that's class. You know. Um give you know, Anchorage deserves some home games too and and and, and you know, that was a an, another tough game tonight. It was scoreless going into the third period. Uh when Lowell gets a couple and Anchorage gets the third one to kind of cut it to a to a two to one lead. Almost got the game tied up a couple of times, but um, you know, Lowell managed to to uh, keep them from tying the game up. You know, uh, Luke Pavovich, the Lowell goalie, made some big saves with the extra attacker. Uh, Jared Well played very well for Anchorage; just they couldn't score. Um, so. Um, don't be surprised. I told you this uh, off air, but don't be surprised if Anchorage is one of the surprise teams this year. I think they uh, they have a lot of talent, a lot of experience that they gained last year, and um, got a lot of great leaders. Yeah, just, so. just and we got a good goaltender. Just hard when you're always on the road. Yeah, I hear as you. much as they are. Okay, um, where do you want to go from there? Well, um, kind of an oddity. Um, in Atlantic hockey, well, not necessarily oddity in Atlantic, but uh, Robert Morris comes back this weekend. Yeah, with a home and home against Bowling Green. Kudos. And uh, each team shuts out the other on the road. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, who know? Uh, right? I mean, Bowling Green shuts out Robert Morris on on Saturday night in Pittsburgh, um, and then you know. Uh, they switch venues and Robert Morris gets their first win of the season and their first win of their comeback with a three, nothing shutout tonight. Um, nice. I caught that tonight. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Uh, so that was an interesting weekend. Um, that reverse shutout thing is kind of an oddity. I'm sure that doesn't happen that often. <laughs> Way to go there at school and the boys you getting know. it done wherever and however. Um, and, you know, speaking of coming back, and that's actually not really a comeback, is they made their debut this weekend up in uh, Madison as Augustana plays their first two games in program history. And, you know, like you would expect the most expansion teams do, they have trouble scoring. They did not score a goal this weekend. Uh, 
I'm sure the people in Madison are, are happy that Wisconsin won two games in a row. It's, you know, swept the weekend. That probably hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> That's kind of a backhander, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would never do that. I really wasn't even trying to do it, but uh, I know. Uh, but yeah, um, you're right. They, they're very happy that one Mike Hastings there, and they're probably extremely happy um, to get a, a startup program uh, as their first two games before they head to play the icebreaker against yeah. Bemidji State and uh, North Dakota. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's gonna. That's gonna be an unbelievable tournament. Uh, speaking of unbelievable, uh, two great games in in Ann Arbor this weekend as Providence goes up to play Michigan and splits the series. Uh, Providence winning on Saturday and Michigan winning tonight. Uh, holding off a Providence comeback. Hold on a minute. Two tonights in one show? Wow. Well, yeah, maybe I'll see if I can sneak in a third. You never know. Okay. Okay. Um, but, you know, that was an awesome yeah. series this weekend. And, and uh, let me tell you right now, it's College Hockey West Live, but you've expanded and taken on the entire College Hockey world. So, listen, it's opening night, right? It's 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 opening weekend. <laughs> okay, so uh, where do you want to go next? Um, say St. Thomas. Well, I'm I'm just trying to look to make sure I didn't miss anything else. I mean, there's probably some others we can talk about. Uh, that there is, but we still got to get to Denver with a sweep. That yeah, yeah, sweep yeah Denver. We get. Well, yeah, we can do that. Denver sweeping. Let's do, let, let's do St. Thomas first. Then we'll go to Denver. Uh, all right. Well, uh, St. Thomas with a split this weekend against St. Cloud. Again, reverse splits. St. Uh, <laughs> Thomas winning at. St. Cloud and St. Cloud winning at St. Thomas. Uh, two one-goal games. Uh, St. Cloud you know, scoring four power play goals on Saturday night, but it wasn't enough. And St. Thomas wins in overtime. And and I think that they were probably, St. Thomas this is, uh, the most improved team that I saw all weekend compared to last year. I mean, it was yeah, night I'm going to totally agree with you on that without even saying that I saw much of it because I didn't see much of it. But I'll tell you right now that that they, I knew they were going to be um, much improved, and they certainly were. Um, they were far faster than they were last year. Um, they struggled a little bit with the power play, uh, playing on the big rink at, at the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. The and herb, what? <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's it's clear that uh, our buddy Rico Blasi's got them going in the right direction, and oh my lord, uh, you know, I thought it was a little crazy that the coaches picked them to be fifth in the conference. I might have to apologize to the coaches; they <laughs> might be right. Yeah, uh, they're pretty good. Okay, let's get to Denver, uh, and then we got three exhibitions to uh, talk Denver about was, all in about the next. Uh, seven I, minutes. I I know this is crazy, but you know, basic. Well, we have twenty minutes, don't we? Oh, we gotta we gotta get into the yeah 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 yeah. 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 I mean, anyway, it sounds crazy to say, and it sounds like you're giving them the short shrift, but Denver was just Denver this weekend. 
Yeah. With seven freshmen, by the way. You know, I mean, it's, 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 like I said, I'm I'm not trying to downplay how good they are. I, you know, they're, they're very, very good, as you would expect. Can I tell you, they also played without their head coach, who was back in Denver? Uh, I did not know this. Yeah. David Carl didn't make the trip that the trip that he was looking forward to. Uh, yeah, his wife is having their second child. I don't know if they've had ah. it yet, but um, he was back in, in Denver this weekend. Well, uh, I you know, if you look at the box scores, you'll see some shocking names in these box scores. I saw Hobie. For Denver. For Denver. All kinds of Massimo Rizzo's and and, and Jack Devines. And, and Aiden and Hobie Thompson. Who? <laughs> How did our how did our guy do in goal? Um, Matt Davis. Well, you know the game was, you know, almost over. He gave up a third goal on 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 Saturday night um, with about a minute and a half left, but they were already up, you know, seven to two at that point. So, um. You know, so at that point, you just want to get them out of the game. You know, you just want to get out of the game, and hopefully, nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, tonight's game. Uh, you know, again, Matt Davis. Uh, you get the, and I'm sure that the coaches will say something because Alaska scored a goal with about two and a half minutes to go in the game, and I'm sure that that's going to come up. <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. It might not be goalie related specifically, but that's going to come up. There is no doubt. And I'll let, uh, attention to detail, they call that, Paul. Attention to detail. Right. Um, teams, when you play Denver, you might want to stay out of the penalty box. Yeah. And you, cer- you certainly don't want to give them multiple five on three opportunities. Okay. That's just so, like putting it in your own net. Yeah. So we had three exhibition games. Um, we're going to start with the, the Battle of the Mavericks. Omaha playing Minnesota State. We both said this when we saw it on the schedule. We go like, what? This is an exhibition? Yep, it was an exhibition. And uh, the Omaha Mavericks came away with a one nothing victory the other night. Well, listen, I mean. They had a goaltender in Omaha, by the way? Uh, No, no goaltender. Okay, just checking. just checking. My boy Simon there, you know, getting it done. But again, exhibition game. So let's stop for a minute here. Uh, has Simon taken over um, Dryden's position now in your goaltending chart? No. Okay. Just, still Dryden know, McKay all the way. Yeah, they, you know, there's still always going to be a pecking order. And, okay. Or does know, Simon fit? Loyalty, you know, loyalty dies hard. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not like you. Oh, that's my favorite Latvian. Oh, but that's my favorite married Latvian. Stop that nonsense. <laughs> that's just horse crap. <laughs> and it doesn't matter anyway. if the people listening don't get it. You get it, and you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about with the <laughs> semantics. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so so that one was, as we would expect, a very tight yeah. uh, Defensive battle. Game. More of a regular season game than an exhibition, I think. Yep. Okay, so two games that I don't think were were true games; they were actually true exhibitions. Let's uh, let's start with the one of your alma mater. What the heck are they doing? Sixteen nothing. Well, first of all, I have two things to say about that game. One, okay, um, 
Are the two schools rivals? Yes. Was that a rivalry game? No. <laughs> no. I'm just checking. Not a rivalry game. What constitutes Not... a rivalry, Paul? Well, how about you play a team at, at, at least near the same level as you? <laughs> For it to count as a real rival? Listen, uh, nobody's going to argue that I don't want teams from that school to lose all the time. But let's calm down, people. I'm watching people act like this was the greatest game since sliced bread. Come on. The next exhibition game against an ACHA team. Let's go. Let's let's be real. Okay, so so on the real side of things. Oh, so, no, hold on uh, a second. The other thing, Okay. and I don't know if I, I will get confirmation of this, obviously, next weekend when they host Merrimack. But they did play Jackson Niedemeyer with his brother on defense. Yeah. I and that was, the, that was the one thing I took out of that game that could be under the column of, you know, this is something to look for. Okay. I agree with you. The one thing that I took away with it, and I saw pretty much all of it, um, was the fact that uh, ASU is very, very deep. This might be the deepest roster that Coach Powers has ever had. I'm talking speed, skill, combination, depth. He I'll can wait. go four lines now and uh, and not miss a beat, and that's hard to do. So hey, can they play as a team, and can they win games? They got a lot of home games to do it. Can they, but, stay, uh, out of the, can they stay out of the doctor's office? Yeah. And we can talk about how deep they might be. Yeah, but right now, on paper anyway, they look very deep. Okay, um, the final exhibition game. Um, was one that I was really looking forward to because I have black and gold pom-poms, as you know. Uh, I shake yes, them quite frequently do. for the Colorado College Tigers. Stop that, please. Uh, we're looking Stop forward to that. that. Let, let, me start, let me start with the first uh, sad part of it. Um, I really was looking forward to seeing Phoenix's own Riley Stewart play. Um, uh, coaches have told me, players have told me that he's really an asset to that program already, and he's only a freshman. And uh, I, I'm watching them in warm-ups, and then all of a sudden warm-ups are over, and somebody taps me on the shoulder in the press box, and it's Riley Stewart. I'm going, what are you doing here? Came to say hello He's to you. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm going like, well, you know, next time bring something to eat or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, I see Riley up there. I say, so how are things going? Because it could be better. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, uh, the NCAA hasn't got me um, – I don't know what the word was. Cleared, I guess is the word. Hasn't cleared me yet, so I can't play. And I said, how soon do you think you will be able to play? He goes, well, we're all hoping for next week. So anyway, that was kind of a bummer because I was looking forward to seeing Riley play. Um, Anyway, the other thing that was intriguing, and I told you this for weeks when I saw it on the schedule, I can't wait to finally see Simon Fraser, the, uh, the team that should be an NCAA team that's not. And uh, I wanted to see them play. It was uh, really something that was uh, intriguing to me. And not only did they get to see him play, and they were very competitive, but um, the Colorado College Tigers, let's just face it, they were just a better team. They made a ton they of were. mistakes. Could have oh, been, they, well, could have been a lot uglier, uh, to oh. be honest with you, but they made a ton of mistakes. And, and Coach Mayotte walked it back a little bit and said, you know what, we'll take the win. We, we'll never look away from a win no matter when it is. But uh, we also got a lot of things on tape, and a lot of guys got their feet wet, and all the things that you would expect him to say in an exhibition. So 
let me tell you this, Arizona State and um, Colorado College came away with exhibition victories. But more importantly, Paul, if you look back to last year, the start of the season, you and I talked about it over and over and over again about what would have happened to Arizona State if they'd been able to play an exhibition before they went to play Duluth and Bemidji State on the road back-to-back weekends. And I think this year you're going to see the difference. I expect them to come out flying at home against Merrimack. Well, yeah, I mean, especially since uh, Merrimack has not played. They did play an exhibition game against Sacred Heart. Um, But we know Merrimack's a good team. They got most of their team coming back from last year's tournament team. Um, ASU has a chance to have played with each other. Same thing with Colorado College. And I told you as I was watching that game that the coach was not going to be happy outside of the fact they actually won the game, even though it's an exhibition game. Well, you're right. He was not happy, but um, he did say that now they've got something on tape. They can point to this, 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 and this, and probably is pointing where the penalty box was and saying, like, I don't want you in there anymore. Well, he certainly – The sad part – the sad part about this deal is uh, they're going to lose Noah Laba for the first game next weekend. Just dumb. Uh, Just dumb. Uh, because of uh, his um, frustration, and it didn't even involve him. Uh, he kind of got into it towards the end of the game, and then he made the big boo-boo, uh, and that's he never touched an official. And he grabbed him nope. by the jersey. It's clear as bell. And um, he's going to pay the price now. And that's hard. That's hard to lose a player like that. So when Union comes to town, um, they're going to be playing at least one game that we know of. I don't know if it'll be a second or not. We'll find out probably tomorrow or Tuesday. But he'll certainly miss one game for um, touching an official. That's uh no-no. Yeah, no, you can't do that ever, ever. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, okay. I've got five minutes and 18 seconds with the head coach from Simon Fraser, Mark Coletta. Let's nice. play it. Because right. Mark also said he would love to come on the podcast. So in a week Great. or two, we're going to try to get Mark on our Monday night coast to coast. So let's play this for uh, for Mark Coletta. Here we go. All right. Welcome in, college hockey fans from across the country and now Canada. As we have uh, the head coach from Simon Fraser, Mark Coletta, with me. Uh, coach, uh, not the way you wanted to uh, see this game end, but uh, you made a heck of a rush at the end and got a chance to work on that power play a little bit, huh? Yeah, you know, our guys, they battled hard. It's, it's back-to-back weekends on a flight, four or five hours. And, uh, you know, I give my guys credit. They did a good job. And, uh, you know, that's a good team over there with that male, Coach Mayo has. And, you know, we're just uh, we're just plugging away and continuing to get better. Tell us about Simon Fraser Hockey. We uh, we follow you down here. We always think, when, when are they going to jump? When are they going to be an NCAA team? You hear that all the time. I can tell by the smile on your face. Good question. But... Yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we've been plugging away doing some things and, and trying to raise our profile over the years. And, you know, we played in a club league back in, in, in BC the last handful of years. And uh, we decided to do some games this year against uh, NCAA Division One teams and see where we go and get some information, um, gather that information, budgets, where the bar is and where we have to be. And, and uh, you know, this is an exciting season for us. Not only did you play it or are you playing some NCAA teams, you're playing some really good ones. Yeah. Uh, how did that all come about for you? Yeah, you just pick up the phone, make some calls, and, and, and chat with the coaches. And obviously, some of these teams need games on their schedule to, to fulfill their minimum or maximum games. And, uh, you know, it just worked out that a handful of the teams were pretty big names, including CC. 
you played at Michigan last weekend. Um, I saw some of your comments about it. What did you take away from not only that game, but then bring it into this one? Because it looked like you were a little different team this weekend. Yeah, I think our guys were a little awestruck last week being at Yost. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty historic arena. The, the allure of the Michigan Wolverines, it's, uh, you know, the ice is still frozen there, and our guys didn't, didn't realize that until the third period. But I think the compete level is the most important. We know we're going to be undermanned and, and maybe understaffed in, in certain things, being a, technically a club. But um, our guys' compete level has to be there if we want any chance of winning it today. I thought they did that. What does um, Simon Fraser have to do as a university to make that move when that time finally comes what needs to be done your building is okay and all of that stuff so it's yeah we are we have a pretty good facility in the city of burnaby 2200 seats and the city of burnaby's really worked with us well moving forward uh, you know that's a million dollar question and it's above my pay grade so you know <laughs> i'll just keep plugging away making sure our student athletes are competing at a high level getting a great education and you know we can't thank the the alumni support that we've had and the school to uh give us their blessing to, to proceed with this uh, next uh, this year. Tell us a little bit more about your team. They uh, they never give up. They competed hard, I thought, from the very start. Um, how good can they be? Well, you know, I'll say this. You know, we're obviously not recruiting kids as a D1 program. So right. We're bringing in some good kids that at the end of their junior career are waiting to see where they're going to get to it. If we can provide this good schedule like we did this year, we're going to get some of those good players. And we, you know, we... we, we fell into some guys that, you know, D1 transfers and, and guys that stayed, some senior guys that stayed this year just to play the schedule. So I, I think we have a lot of upside moving forward. You know, if, if that day ever comes where we are a D1 team and, and fully fledged and, and we can move that way, the BCHL is, is, is in our backyard. So we have, uh, you know, access to some of the best players. Obviously Washington State and Oregon right down the road. And the Alberta Junior League as well. So I think NCAA hockey in, in Vancouver, in Canada could, could definitely work. When you look at uh, the, the pandemic and the way it affected hockey, a lot of people told us it was going to be the death nail for college hockey, and it was just the opposite. Yeah. Teams grew. Now you're starting to see, I think, the same uh, overflow, if you will, of talent that maybe got pushed back a year or so. Is that what you're seeing as well? Yeah, I mean, it, we don't get affected about by the portal and some of that stuff and that fifth-year stuff as of right now. But, yeah, you look at, you know, LIU and Lindenwood jumping into NCAA Division One. Stonehill's making a, a claim. I, I, I've heard some other schools. The NHL's doing a study with a couple of schools in the South. So, I mean, we're, we're, an, we're an NCAA school at the Division Two level in the GNAC Conference. And, you know, our, our goal is, as, as the hockey team is to get better every every day and every week. And so we'll continue to do that. But, yeah, you're right. The pandemic looked to be a death, death sentence, but I think college hockey's growing. And, and just all the tremendous players that have – you know, come out of British Columbia. You know, when I was a kid, Paul Korea made that jump. And that, yeah. was, that was NCAA getting its, its feet wet. Then Brendan Morrison and then obviously Jason Krog, who's part of our staff now. So, you know, the, the BCHL has done a great job to push kids that way. And hopefully we can uh, continue to do that. All right, final one for you. You're taking the tour of the U.S. You're seeing some of the uh, historic buildings, some of the new buildings. What are your thoughts so far through two, uh, two trips here? Well, it's been pretty good. You know, I... I played my college hockey up in Plattsburgh State, so it was nice and cold for Bobby Emery. And, you know, so far, so good. The sun's been out on both trips, so hopefully we can keep that trend. Coach, appreciate your time. Safe travels back home, okay? All right, thank you. All right, that's head coach from Simon Fraser, Mark Coletta. Paul, uh, I said it to you earlier, so I know you've had a chance to hear it at least once. Um, what do you think with uh, Coach Mark Coletta? I uh, can't wait to have him on the show. 
and, and, and get a chance to delve a little deeper into some of this. I mean, Oh, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Cause he's going to be really tight lipped. I can tell you that I'm right now. Sure. But uh, I just, you know, um, you know, the Lord knows we've been talking, I've been, ta- we've been talking about them on this podcast, um, for a couple of years now. So it's just nice to put a face with the name, so to speak. Yeah. And, and let me tell you what a great guy. And he, he told me, he goes, here's, here's my phone number. Call me anytime. Um, I'd be happy to come on the podcast. We want to continue to raise our profile. We love what you guys are doing, meaning us as far as trying to grow the game. And, um, you know, they're serious about taking a deep, serious look at this. He told me pretty much that, um, you know, he, he didn't want to be a club coach anymore. He wanted to be an NCAA coach. And, uh, he told me very confidently that if they would give him a four year window to recruit and play, that he thinks he can build a team that can compete for a national championship at the NCAA level. Well, is that crazy? I, I don't yes, know. Yes. 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 I don't know. Confident. Yes. Crazy. Probably. But what he's not wrong about, obviously is he's got players in his backyard. Yeah. Really good players. So, um, I don't, I, I'm sure that ASU wouldn't be a thousand percent happy about that. I mean, be, I'm sure at the, that, uh, that uh, Coach Powers would be very happy to to have another NCAA team with a short trip. But, you know, we know that ASU's gotten a lot of BCHL players and AJHL players uh, over their first uh, seven years of being a team. Well, so. there, there's a lot of teams. Colorado College, Denver have also gotten a lot. Yeah. There's some so, talent out there. So yeah. if some of them want to stay home, that would be an opportunity to be right at home there. So uh, our thanks to Mark Coletta for, for joining us. Like I said, we will have him on a podcast uh, in the next couple of weeks. It's just a matter of finding his schedule and, and bringing right. him on. So you'll get an in deep and in depth look um, into Simon Frazier, which there's still a lot of questions that we want to yeah. ask 22 seat, 2200 seat arena with the city of Burnaby. Pretty nice. Uh, which by the way, Kerry Eads, that's his hometown. Shout out, Kerry. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Burnaby, BC, uh, beautiful city, uh, very close to Vancouver. And um, we look forward to seeing where they go with this. But I told you, I said, they're, they're not playing the teams that they're playing uh, in the NCAA ranks just for fun. They're doing it on a mission. And that's what the mission is. And he told me, he goes, hey, I don't think we'd have a problem uh, filling a schedule if we decided to make that jump. No. because. He thinks uh, the Colorado schools, all three of them. He thinks Arizona State. He thinks Lindenwood. He thinks LIU. He thinks Stonehill. All of them would be interested in competing against them. Um, so and obviously, Fairbanks and Anchorage. Yeah, and obviously Fairbanks and Anchorage. So he's he's pretty confident they wouldn't have a problem filling a schedule. No, I don't and think you know they what? would either. And if you want to go play a game somewhere and you want to take your guys to Vancouver, Canada, it's not a bad spot to go. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I know you. I know you want to be there in December, but uh, well, again, huh? no. Oh, okay. No. Um, no worries, coach. No worries. You know, um, <laughs> speaking of places, I don't want to be in December. We don't want to. We don't want to leave out that North Dakota. You know, basically. Yeah. Uh, that was an exhibition too. My exhibition my bad, game against. against week. Yeah. No. No. Listen. Uh, they also played a Canadian-based team, and it was, you know, it was a lot. One like, that they play all the time, by the way. It's a, it's a regular that they play the University. Of I, I don't doubt that. I just, you know, 
It's like Army plays the Royal uh, Canadian something, whatever the Canadian equivalent is to there to, to to Army and West Point to play just about every year an exhibition game. The Mounties? So, <laughs> whatever. I don't. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well. So and and by the way, you've seen them. I haven't. Uh, just by your description, though, I'm very, very curious to see uh, your boy Wyatt and his Beavers from Minot State play oh, at Denver. Oh goodness, that team is that team is really good. It's a, one of the best ACHA teams I've ever seen, uh, and that's only a couple of games into the season. But anyway, um, so this is the way College Hockey West Live is supposed to be. We're supposed to recap games on the weekend. We're supposed to have player and coach interviews. So thanks to the guys from Lindenwood for giving us that opportunity because that's what makes this show what it is, College Hockey West Live. We also want to thank Mark Coletta for uh, for jumping on with Simon Frazier. And, of course, uh, we'll continue to plug along. Next weekend, a huge weekend in Grand Forks, North Dakota. UND plays Army. UND plays Wisconsin as part of the Icebreaker Tournament. So that will be fun. That will be exciting. It'll be nice to be back at the Ralph. Where? And, uh, yeah, you know, you know, where? Where. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a little feature before the game on Friday night. I'm going to go around and ask fans what the name of their building is. No, and I don't I'm care see if how they're many wrong. People will tell me what the name of it is correctly. I don't care if they're wrong. <laughs> anyway. All right. Take it and away, you can friend. tell them I still. And by the way, <laughs> speaking of the icebreaker, uh, we do have Mike Snead tomorrow night. Yeah, and it's a good conversation. We did record it on Friday, and it turned out uh, okay. So uh, yeah, the content good. will be excellent. So we'll play that tomorrow night for you. All right, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. It's been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Just raised barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus, See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask is live every week on the Podbean app and available with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. 
Uh, we'll say a big thank you to Lindenwood Air Force, Simon Fraser, and of course Colorado College for their hospitality this uh, past weekend as we kicked off the 2023-24 NCAA hockey season. And uh, I also want to say, uh, in addition to Mike Snee tomorrow, <laughs> uh, we've, we've got to talk all kinds of stuff on college hockey coast to coast. So you won't want to miss that and uh, the lead into it. So uh, tomorrow night, that's where we'll be on college hockey coast to coast. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.